but this year, we kicked off, we, we do it every year at retreat, we kicked off our new theme for this year, um, and our theme for this year is live free. Because we want to be people who have freedom in Christ. Who aren't bound up by the things of this world or by the, the issues and the problems and maybe the things in your home or the things going on around you. We don't want that to, to weigh you down and be a burden on you. We want you to live free. And that's our heart and that's our, our goal. And, and if you're here tonight, um, we, like every single year, we encourage you to take notes. Every single week, excuse me. We encourage you to take notes. Bring a, bring a notepad, a piece of paper, something. Uh, write some things down because who knows what God could speak to your heart while you're here. And then you'll want to look back on it later on and be like, oh yeah, that was awesome. I'll never forget that because I wrote it down. So write some things down tonight and, uh, and hopefully... That, um, that God will speak to you tonight. But our, our, our theme is live free. And, and our, our verse behind that, and, and we obviously we put a verse behind everything that we do because we strongly believe in the Word of God and, and its life-changing powers. Uh, but our verse that we put behind that is Galatians 5.1. And it says this. It says, It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It says, Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It says it's for our freedom that Christ has set us free. How many of you guys like to be free? Like, like how many guys, how many like 16 year olds or older, like you got your driver's license and you're like, freedom! And like you can drive to Waffle House, I don't, whatever it is that you do, um, to, to Denny's, to the plaza, I don't know, whatever it is that you do. Maybe you drive to Grain Valley and you're like, yay! And I don't know. But that's your life. Uh, so, But it says this. It says, because here's the deal. Like, how many guys have ever been grounded before? Anybody been grounded? And then when, and when that glorious day comes, that glorious day happens, when your parents are like, you're no longer grounded. And you're like, and it's wonderful. And it changes your life because you're like, you're just totally free. And you just run off into the hills like dancing. And it's great. Maybe you don't do that. That's just what I do. But, um, but it says, it's for our freedom that, you stand, that you're free. And then it says, stand firm then. And see, what this is, this is a promise. This is a promise in the Bible. This is a promise from God. It's not just a letter from Paul to the Galatians. It's a promise, and this is from the creator of the universe to every single one of us. It's a promise that God said, when I sent my one and only son to, to the planet, to earth, yes, he, he, he will have a, a job and he will come here and he will die on the cross and pay the price for our sins so that we could get to heaven. But... Um, it, it, it only and, and only if we put our faith and our hope and our trust in Him. And, and, and a byproduct of that, though, is by putting our faith in Him, is, is, the, is what happens is that His Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And, and that's the same Spirit, the Bible says that that's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. If you know the story of Jesus, you know he was hung on a cross. He, he was brutally beaten. He was whipped. He, he was beaten. The Bible says he was beaten so bad that he didn't even look like a human being. And then he hung up on the cross for us and for our sins to be in that place for us. To take that on himself for us. 
And then he, he was killed and he was murdered and they put him in a tomb. And then three days later, he came back. And the Bible says that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. How many of you guys know like when someone dies for three days, you're probably not coming back. Right? Like you're dead. You're pretty much dead. You're not coming back from that one. But here's what happened. The Holy Spirit... He was resurrected. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And the Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. If you're a follower of Jesus, that same spirit lives in you. And I want us to catch this. That spirit inside of us is stronger than what we think. It's stronger than who you think you are. It's stronger than what you think you can do. Uh, You can do more than you think you can. You can overcome more than you thought that you could. But not by your power though. By God's. So yes, you can be free. You can be free. And that's a promise. That's a promise to every single one of us in this room. And, And so tonight, I just want to share for you, share with you just for a few moments... Um, as we as we talk through this and as we look through this, how many of you guys know what holiday was on Monday? Martin Luther King Day. How many of you guys know a good Martin Luther King quote? Okay, everyone knows that one. Anybody else? All right, maybe you don't, but that's okay. Um, but tonight. We're going to continue this talk on freedom. And, and there's this one part of Martin Luther King's speech that he said, Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I'm free at last. So, if you got your Bibles tonight, we're going to look in the book of Exodus. That is Old Testament. That is actually the second book in the Old Testament. Um, if you've gone to Leviticus, you've gone too far. Yeah. Just thought I'd let you know. So, this is what we're about to read. Let me set it up for you guys. Um, I don't think we're going to have our notes on the screen tonight, but so I need you to listen. I need you to pay attention. So I'm going to set it up for you guys. This is the second book of the Bible. And this is what's happened is that God's chosen people, the Israelites, they are under slavery. They're slaves. And they're not free. And the Egyptians have taken them as slaves and Pharaoh and and... And what under under Pharaoh, and what happens here is that God raises up a leader in Moses, and it raises him up, and and so God spoke to Moses through a burning bush, was like crazy, and and um, it spoke to him through a burning bush, and tells him to go to Egypt, and to speak to the Pharaoh, and let him. He said to tell him to let my people go. Here's where we're picking up Exodus five. It says this: uh, After Moses and Aaron went in. And told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? What should I say to obey his... Uh, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Notice that wording there. God is wanting to set his people free. Not just so they can be free alone, but so that they can be free in God. See, tonight's message, we're talking about free at last. And, and uh, unfortunately, really it doesn't have anything to do with Martin Luther King Jr. But um, 
But it would be awesome if it did. But, uh, but my heart for you guys is that you learn God's promises. And that you live a life of freedom. That's what we're all about here. And, and, uh, and, and, and I think we all love our freedoms. We all love those and we serve a God of liberty, a God of freedom. So if you're taking notes tonight, the first thing I want you to write down is this. God is passionately committed to your freedom. He's passionately committed to your freedom. It's one thing to just to be passionate about something. But it's a whole other thing to be committed to something. See, I heard this quote uh, a while back about your generation. About you guys. It says, this generation has million dollar dreams with penny-like work ethic. It says, your generation has million dollar dreams. We dream big, but we're not willing to work for what we're dreaming for. See, it does you no good to have passion. I I know you guys aren't that way. I I don't believe that about you guys. But um, it, it does us no good to have passion, but no work ethic. See, God's just not passionate about your freedom. He's like, yay, I want you free. But then he does nothing to help us out. No, he's committed to our freedom. So let's go Old Testament. We're going to talk Old Testament and then we're going to talk New Testament for a moment. Uh, There's two different parts of the Bible. Actually, there's a lot of different parts of the Bible. But two different parts called the Old and the New Testament. And the the New Testament is when Jesus comes. and, And the Old Testament is before Jesus. So... Now, the, the, in the Old Testament, God raises up this Moses figure and, and to lead his people out of bondage and into freedom. And in the New Testament, God sends Jesus himself to show his people freedom. So I want you to look at this in Luke 4, verse 16. And this is in, in the message translation. It says this, God's spirit is on me. Let me stop and say for you guys tonight that... God's Spirit's on you. God's Spirit is on you. That same Spirit that was on Jesus is on us. It's called the Holy Spirit. Uh, And then it says this, He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. He sent me to announce the pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burdened and battered free, to announce this is God's year to act. I love that part. Because that's what I'm proclaiming. That's what I'm saying for us here at Emerge Youth Church. This is God's year to act. We've talked about it before. I've said it a couple weeks ago. I I can't wait for God to work miracles in this room. For us to see miracles take place in this room. For us to see salvations take place in this room. For people to to find Jesus in this room. This is God's year to act. But notice what he says. He says, I'm here for the burdened and the battered. That they would have freedom. Let me ask you. Are you in this room tonight? Are you dealing with things that are tying down your soul? Are you dealing things that are pulling on your life? That are holding you back? Are you battered and burdened tonight? Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's, it's a thinking pattern that you have about yourself. Maybe it's a bad self-image that you've got about yourself. What is your burden? How crazy is it, though, that a lot of us as Christians, that we know God. 
We've had experiences with God. We, we just went to a winter retreat where we had great experiences with God. We've been on missions trips. We've been to camps. We've been to retreats and all these kinds of things. We know God. But how crazy is it that so few of us find freedom? See, we know God on Sunday and Wednesday. But we're back to our bad habits on, and our addictions on Monday and Thursday. We, we want God's freedom. You need to know that, that because of God's freedom in, in your life, that you're no longer a slave to sin. You're not a slave to what you used to do. You're not a slave to your old past. God is passionately committed. See, in the Old Testament, Pharaoh, he wouldn't listen to let people, God's people live in freedom. So you guys, if you, you know the story, you know what happened. So God sends the plagues. You guys remember this story? God sends these plagues and these different things. And there, were, there was a plague of locusts. There was a plague of flies. There was a plague of darkness. There was a plague of, of blood in the waters. There was, even so far, there was a plague that the firstborn would be killed. See, God, He's committed. And in the New Testament, He sends Jesus. And this is greater than a bunch of plagues. This is greater than all of that. He hung His one and only Son on the cross. And by the blood of Jesus, we have been, been set free of all brokenness. And we can live in freedom. I love how the Bible says this. that It says, For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible also says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's freedom. There's freedom. I want to tell you guys, when you're here on Wednesday nights, and when you're worshiping, when you're, when you're spending time with God, you, there is freedom in this place. There's freedom. You don't have to be bound up. You don't have to be in bondage. You don't have to be like, what's everyone thinking of me? There is freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. The second thing I want you to know and write down is that God doesn't set us free so we can serve ourselves. What I want you to know is that He sets us free so we can serve Him. He sets us free so we can serve Him. And the reason why so many of us, we miss out on freedom is because we come to church on Wednesday and, and we come to church on Sunday and we're like, God, man, I just, I love that song. And, and God, thanks for challenging me. God, thank you for speaking to me tonight. God, I love to feel your presence. But Thursday rolls around. I, God, I, I, can't, I don't have time. God, I can't talk right now. God, I, I don't want to read your word right now. God, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give right now. Like, I, I, I want to live my life. I, I want to live my life free. Like, I've got grace. God will cover that. i got Jesus. And most of us, we continue to live in bondage because you, you believe that your freedom is for yourself. You use that freedom of, as a justification to act however you want to act. Oh, I'm free. God will forgive me. And maybe He will. But we use this to justify however we're acting. The freedom you have is a freedom to God. See, the, the world will offer you a freedom, but it will eventually lead to bondage. See, the world wants to give you a freedom that will actually keep you enslaved. But God gives us a freedom that leads us straight to Him. I want you to know this. Write this down. True freedom is all, will always lead you to a better relationship with God. True freedom 
will always lead you to a better relationship with God. I want us to look at uh, Romans six fifteen to 18. Um, and Paul the Apostle, he wrote this, and he's talking about the freedom that leads to hurt and the freedom that leads to God. Watch this. He says, so since we're out, out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, we can do anything that comes to mind? And he says, hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to, to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. I love that. Offer yourselves to God and the freedom never quits. All, all our lives, all your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God you started listening to a new master. One whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. See, real freedom is just saying yes to God over and over and over again. Real freedom is found in saying yes to God. I said yes to him yesterday. I said yes to him earlier today. I said yes to him this afternoon. I said yes to God tonight before church. I said yes, I'm going to say yes to God tomorrow. And, and, and I love these verses 20, 20, 20 and 21 in the message. It says this, as long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with making, with, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of now. Where did it get you? A dead end. It's saying you call this a free life? You going and doing whatever you want to do? Acting however you want to act? Living however you want to live? This isn't a free life. And then it says when you, what comes out of it? Is nothing that you're proud of. And then it says, where did it get you? Just a dead end. How do you know the difference from a freedom that's unto myself and a freedom that's to God? Well, I'm glad you asked. The third thing I want you to know is this. <clears throat> God's freedom leads to no regrets. God's freedom leads to no regrets. See, when you do it God's way, you have no regrets. When you live life God's way, you will have no regrets. I can tell you right now, you'll never regret giving your tithes. I can, I can tell you, you'll never regret giving to missions and going to missions trips. You'll never for, regret giving to God. You'll never regret being sexually pure. You'll never regret serving God. You'll never regret doing life God's way, especially in the long run. <clears throat> There's a lot of things in our lives that you will never regret <clears throat> because God's freedom leads to no regrets. You'll know God's true freedom, freedom when it leads to no regrets. <clears throat> How do you know it's freedom? You'll never regret it. I, I, I never regret doing what God's word says. I never regret, regret doing life God's way. It actually brings more freedom when you do life God's way. 
Let me ask you this tonight. And I want you to ask yourself this. Am I really free? And the life, I, as the life I'm living, am I really free? Because I, I know a lot of us, we come to church, we sing the songs. You, you may know a few Bible verses. You may have some great experiences. But have you taken that next step to find freedom in God? How sad would it be if freedom were available to all of us, but we never took it? <clears throat> James 5.16, it explains, it explains how we find true freedom. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. I'll say that again. It says, confess your sins to each other and then pray for each other. Don't just be like, you know what I did. And then I did this. And then like, it was so bad. And it, was, it got out of hand, out of control. And then leave it at that. It, it, and I want to tell you though, if you come to someone and you confess some things, make sure it's a real, good, true, trusted friend. Maybe one of our leaders. Maybe some, I can tell you this, that if you ever come to one of us, and if, if, it's, if it's something that's been going on, unless you unless are physically being hurt or... or being hurt in, in, in bad ways will never will never tell everyone. We'll never do that to you. We'll never do that to you. Um, but the Bible teaches us that the way we get healed from our past and from our sin, from the things that we've gone through, is to confess our sin. See, most of us don't find true freedom, freedom because we're hiding these secret sins. We don't find freedom because we're hiding these things. Let me tell you this. You're only as sick as your secrets. When was the last time you confessed your sins to God? Or to a trusted leader? See, my mom used to say something like this. You can write this down because it's one of my mom's, my mom's quotes. But she used to say, if you mess up, fess up. So you can clean up and grow up. She'd say, if you mess up, fess up. So you can clean up and grow up. See, most of us just stop at knowing God and we never really confess our sins. I want to tell you tonight, this is a safe place. This is a safe place to confess your sins. It's not just because we need to know your business. It's not because we need to know what's going on in your life. It's because the Bible says that we should do it. No one here is perfect. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We love you in this room. And we will never hold your sins against you. How amazing is it to live in a, in a believing community that's just full of love and full of grace. If you had to be perfect to be a preacher, there'd be no preachers. If you had to be, if you weren't allowed right here to emerge because of, if you had sin in your life, then this would be an empty room. See, if, if we confess our sins, our soul can be healed and it can be cleansed and we can begin to live in freedom. Could, have, could our band come back up? See, God invites you tonight to live and to find freedom. See, I know too many Christians who are addicted. I know too many Christians who have lust or pornography problems. 
I know too many Christians who have alcohol problems. I know too many Christians who are broken. I know too many people who, who, who try to free themselves. But they don't free themselves. talked about in the very beginning of the, in the Bible. You guys, if you know the story, the Israelites were finally set free, and they finally went into the desert, and they were looking, and they were wondering, and they were headed to their next place, the promised land. Finally, the Pharaoh said to let them go, so they start wandering in the wilderness, and they're free. They are free. These people were slaves. They were beaten and whipped and made to work and didn't get much food. God set them free. And they start wondering. They're free and they get out of Egypt and all of a sudden they start saying, oh, oh man, I, I, wish, I wish we could go back to Egypt. I wish we could go back to Egypt. Those, those were the good old days. Man, I miss that. I wish we could go back. See, they got out of Egypt, but they couldn't get the Egypt out of them. I say, I, I wonder how many of us in this room we want freedom, but not we're not willing to let go of the things that are keeping us from having freedom. Oh, that sounds great. I really want freedom, but I'm not willing to give up this addiction. I, I really want this freedom, but I'm not willing to give up this toxic relationship. Man, I want so much freedom in my life, but I'm not willing to give up these things, whatever it is for you. I want you to begin.